Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bikini and the Brain. I am here with the now two weeks out Ashley Caldwell, two point five. Yeah, <laughs> two point five point thirty seven <laughs> point oh zero. We're gonna start counting in minutes and hours and <laughs> seconds. It's it's, uh, it's there. It's getting real here. It's getting real. So, how are you feeling? First off, Ash, I have my days where the energy dips. Some days are good. Some days are bad. But that's to be expected when you're so close. I'm yeah. sure the nerves will really kick in in these next few weeks where I'm just going to overanalyze everything. Yeah. And I'll get cranky a lot. <laughs> and then um, you're going to have to talk me into like, oh, yeah, you do look good. Don't worry. You know, and I'll probably be like, no, I'm not ready. That's, that's going to be, that's not going to be hard because you look good already. So it's, that's going to be good, good to, easy to do. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm excited for it. And uh, you know what? This, this is a good segue in the episode because this is the, the coach's perspective is going to be the episode of today. Ashley is also a coach, a pro, a pro developing coach. Done very well this last couple of years and getting some pros on the stages and mm-hmm. and winning in uh, two pros in the last two USA's, which is like one of the hardest shows to p- turn people pro. Mm-hmm. So good job, Ash, on yeah. that. Yeah. So we're gonna give some perspective on, you know, from the what the pros, um, what the coaches think. You know, our perspective and what we want out of the athletes. Um, you know, how we see things in, in of course, along the way we're live. So if there's questions in there, maybe we can jump into one or two of those too, you know, if any good, good pops up. Heck yeah. Let's freaking do this. Yeah. So the coach's perspective. So what, one of the things we want to go into is, you know, what we want to see from the athlete and what we're seeing like in ourselves um, from, from the athlete. So, you know, if an athlete checks in and they're saying, you know, that you obviously you're going to check in every week and an athlete is saying, you know, I want to be the next Miss Olympia, right. Or the next, I want to go as far as I possibly can. Um, that's going to be a different type of coaching experience than someone who says, oh, I'm just going to have, you know, want to do this for fun and it's my transformation and I want to just get on stage as like a bucket list thing. So mm-hmm. that's the thing you do need to set up with your coach originally when you start is say, hey, I want to do this 100% all out or like be honest with them because we're going to see that there's going to be a different approach and a different way we're going to be talking to you when it comes to those things. Because if you say I want to be that Olympia girl, there's kind of no breaks. You know, you're saying you want to be the best in the world. Sorry, that's going to be tough. That's going to be difficult. The, the, the balance of that isn't going to be as balanced as someone who's saying, I just want to do it once and bucket list thing. And I'm married with kids and I want to have, you know, birthday parties for my kids and have those days off. And it's a totally different, different world. Yes. You know? We're going to expect much more from you if you are planning to uh, set your goals that high, you know, and it's not going to be convenient at times. It's going to be uncomfortable for sure. Um, but you know, this is the life you chose. So I like that you said, make it clear. And I think that as long as we're on the same page and you're willing to be pushed, then let's freaking do it. You know, yeah, let's freaking do it. Um, with that being said too, it's also important to be realistic. So even though somebody might have those big aspirations and goals and dreams of being on that Olympia stage, it's important to discuss like how realistic is that? And if so, how long will it take? What will it take to get there? Because I think a big issue is sometimes coaches will tell you what you want to hear because it sounds nice. No one wants to hurt your feelings and they'll just sugarcoat everything. And you'll see it all the time. A coach really hypes up an athlete to get on stage and they were not even ready to go on stage, yeah. you know. And sometimes you have to have that tough love conversation. And as long as like we're on the same page, like, hey, this is the chances of this happening and um, I think that's a really important conversation to have that a lot of coaches sometimes avoid because it is uncomfortable. It's tough. You never want to like hurt someone's feelings or break somebody's dreams, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I had a actually had a, a pro athlete that just competed recently, and she competed with me like four years ago, five years ago as a pro. And, you know, she has that look of, you know, four or five years ago still. And she just started back up. She's like, I want to start again. I want to start competing again. And, and she went into the show and I said, hey, you're still going to need a lot more size to be competitive in today's bikini. Um, but go up there, have fun, you know, and, you know, maybe who knows, maybe you can get a top five in like these smaller shows it was overseas. And she was like, yeah, I'm not really having any, no expectations. So like we set it up right. That's right. Good. And then she wanted to do three more shows after that to really get her feet wet. But she placed in the, like, and I think it was the 10th placing and there's like 15 girls or so kind of towards the, the bottom of the middle of the pack. Right. And I told her, like, you know, it's, it's still going to be that. She's like, do you think we can make any improvements in the next week? I said, not enough to, to be competitive. Like you need more glutes, like more hips, more shoulder width. Like you need like a lot of size to, to fill out and be more curvy and more hourglass. Like, um, and she was like, oh, I'm like, but I'll support what you want to do as long as we go in knowing, you know, and you know, this is, you're not enough yet to win yet. You just need more size. And she was like, no, she goes, well, um, I registered for it, but I do think, you know, it's really expensive to go. And also I was just, I'm, I'm doing it for fun. And I understand I'm doing it for fun. Now, I wasn't sure until I actually competed if you were right or not. And, and now, yeah, I, I see it now. So let's just pull back and let's grow for a year. Not an easy conversation, but on the flip side of things, if you're, the coach and you're saying, oh no, you can do it. We just need to fill you out a little more. And like, you could visually see it. I've learned as a coach that it's better to be, you're going to be, you're going to be not liked at one point of those conversations. They're not going to like you because you're saying they're too small, even though it's not your fault. They're going to not like you because you're saying she's too small and they don't kind of believe it at first, or they're not going to like you when they step off stage and they're going to be like, why didn't my coach tell me I was too small and not ready? Mm -hmm. They're going to find out. That's what I found out. It's like, right. They're, they're going to find it, but it's always worse when they find out for themselves on stage than when you tell. So sometimes I'll pull people back from, from shows too, that are like wanting to go to nationals. I'm like, you're not ready. You're not ready. You know? And so, sometimes it goes a good way and they're like, okay, thanks. You know, I appreciate you being honest. And sometimes it's like, I'm ready. No, no, no. You know? I'm like, all right, well, you're going to find out. So it's a tough, that's a tough love thing. I don't know how, have you had, if you've had too many of those conversations and, and how you handle them, but any advice for, for athletes that are? Absolutely. So I guess my advice would be, you know, there's only so much a coach can do with a time period. So just like you were referencing, like, what can I do within a week? Can I improve? You know, it's not like you can grow muscle in that period of time. You might be able to fill out a little bit if you were depleted uh, beforehand, but it's not going to make that big of a difference where it's just like night and day. Uh, if you're already, if your, your point is already kind of too behind, if that makes sense, you know? Um, so I think time is your friend <laughs> don't rush into shows. I mean, there's always shows. If you're not ready for this show, there's one next year or even next month or next week even, but don't rush into shows. And I think I, I do appreciate the, like you said, the realistic conversation. And I would also go as far as to say, even if you are as ready as you could possibly be and you look 100% and you think you can hang with the best of them, it might just not be your day. And I want that to be clear. So even if I do a show and I'm like, oh my gosh, Adam, I have never freaking looked better. I look so on point today. That ne won't necessarily be the same opinion that the judges will have, or maybe someone shows up that's even better than me that day, or they were looking for something different. You never know. So even if you're hundred percent ready, that doesn't always equal success 
not in bikini, you know? So you just kind of have to be at the right place at the right time in some situations, even if you are hundred percent. And, um, I'm totally for the, Hey, let's just get your feet wet, jump on stage and see how you look compared to those other girls. I think that's actually very helpful, especially girls that just turned pro. I highly encourage you girls that just turned pro. Listen, Hey, I get it. The pro league is much more competitive than the amateurs. I totally get that. But listen, listen to this. You're already in shape, okay? So you might as well try at least one pro show just to see what you need to do to look like the pros. So highly encourage it. Because I think a lot of girls do the opposite. They're like, oh, I'm a pro now. So now I got to take a whole year off to grow. And it's like, first stand next to them and see how much you need you know what I mean? Because pictures are deceiving. And it's funny because even at the seminar yesterday, which was an awesome seminar, thanks for attending guys. That was a lot of fun. Sandy even said, you'd be surprised. Like you think these girls are so big because you see the pictures, but in person, they're really not. So you could be one of those girls that's like in the, in, in that turned pro just recently. It's like, oh my God, those pros, they look so big. I got so much work to do. Maybe, maybe not, but at least try. You're in shape. Go for it. I highly encourage you, if you just turn pro, shoot, next week, do a pro show just to see how you stack up. Maybe, hey, maybe you'll do better than what you think, right? But you're going to get some very valuable information. You're going to get the feedback. You're going to see in the photos, like, this is me standing next to an actual pro. These are what the pros look like, and this is what I look like, so this is what I need to do. Because it would suck to kind of go into a year of... um a year of off season, kind of, I want to say like blind in a way, because you don't know, because you haven't stand next to the girls. Yeah. Whereas it's going to give you a much better idea if you do at least one show to see. Yeah. And you know what, um, as a, on a coaching perspective, so a lot of things that I've learned from coaching has been mistakes I've made, which is, it sucks because someone it's at someone's expense, right? You're like, man, I messed up and that person paid a price for yeah, it. Yeah, that so. one time you told me to eat two rice cakes and I should <laughs> ate one. Yeah, 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 you messed me up. I would have won the Olympia. Spilled <laughs> over, though. Spilled over that one, right? Just the seven kidding. grams of carbs. <laughs> but when I was a when I was a, a newer coach, you know, like ten ish years ago, um, even I don't remember how long ago was this one? Maybe it was like yeah, it was like 2014, 15 when I did that one. I remember it remember specifically. Um I had a, a pro and the pro league, you know, it's more muscular. She was more muscular. We took a year off. She won her pro card, took a year off, and she grew. And she was like, you know, she's a pro, so she's super motivated to grow. And she's like, I'm going to get jacked and go to the pro and, like, you know, whatever. So put on the muscle. She probably put on a solid five pounds of muscle in that year. But it, it was a lot more muscular, a lot more dense, a lot fuller. Um, and she went to the pro stages, and then the first feed, all the judges were like, yeah, too big, too big, too big. And I'm like – damn, we wasted like a whole year like growing into this show because I thought she was a little bit smaller and I didn't see it. You know, I was, when I was, didn't have the eye as good back then. I was newer in terms of like the, the amount of muscle that was growing at the time. I thought she needed more. And, um, and then I talked to Sandy about her picture. She's like, she goes, yeah, you see where she got her pro card? She goes, I would have just had her <laughs> compete right there. And I don't, I think she would have needed a little bit more muscle, but somewhere in between these two markers, like the, the right in between, she's probably winning shows right in between. So I'm like, okay, well, we need to like weigh six months, lose muscle now because we both were like, you know, and she's a coach too. She's like, I still need more. I still need more. And I was like, yeah, you do still need more. <laughs> she didn't need more. So it's, it's an unfortunate scenario. And I think a lot of people need to, I think every pro thinks that though, because every pro, and I still get that from every pro, every pro that every person that turns pro, they still think, oh, I need a lot more size. And I'm like, not really. Like they all kind of look, you, did, you went pro for a reason. 
you know? And so let's just see how you do. Cause there are pros out there that do well with less muscle. You know, you have some pros that have a lot of muscle, some pros that have less muscle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you'll have those, it's just, you know, it comes down to your lines and what they like on you specifically, which was, so we had the, we had the seminar here yesterday and, um, awesome, awesome seminar, you know, as, as Ashley said, thanks for when it came out. Um, but Sandy just put on a great seminar, but one of the cool things that she said is she brought up four different top pros. I mean, four different prop toes. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was you, Jen, Amy and Phoebe. Right. And she, you looked, she goes, look at these four girls, like look at their structures and how different they are between each other. That should make everyone in the audience here happy that you can be a pro with any structure because these are four entirely different structures. And it was very apparent. Yeah. All four different. All I four wouldn't say any structure, but <laughs> yeah, not an upside down bit. triangle, not an upside down triangle. Well, there's, structure. there's many. Yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Ashley's a more realist. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Technically. But, um, the, I like the optimist approach of that. Okay. Most, 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 can we say most, can we agree on most? Most. Well, most. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even say most. It's hard to be a pro. I admit, but the the differences in structures we'll say is vast. Yes, I will vast. agree with that. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good on that. So um, the thing is, you might be the girl that needs more muscle. You can't just go in assuming, oh, I'm the girl that needs a lot more muscle. And this doesn't just apply when you go pro. This applies when you're trying to go pro. This applies when you're going to nationals too. You know, it's important to just you know do what's best for your frame, and that's going to come with you know, good coaching, good feedback from the judges, getting in front of the right judges and getting that feedback and progressing from show to show every single time. Um, and that's some of the problems we'll run into as coaches is people don't always progress from show to show. I would say, I don't know if you've been through that. Yes. I definitely have. And people will regress from show to show and try to get back to where they were before. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, crappy off season. Yep, yep. As you say, it's a transformation when your off season, just transformation, getting back into shape. That shouldn't be a thing because then you're just trying to get to where you were rather than improve. Yeah. And that's, that's the unfortunate thing. And that's, again, the conversation comes down to the original goal. You know, if your original goal is, Hey, I want to be, you know, the best I could possibly be, maybe be a Miss Olympia one day. Um, well you're it's, it's on now there are a couple, you know, top pros that do that, that, that will, you know, kind of go crazier in the off season and, and go hard in the off season. Um, and they come back from it, but genetically they're quite gifted. It's very few people that can actually pull that off time and time again. So the problem that you run into with that is you might gain three pounds of, of muscle with a good off season and growing and eating heavy and having extra body fat. But then when you have to diet down that, bo that body fat, you're going to lose a lot of that new muscle. So you end up netting the same amount of muscle you would have netted if you just stayed lean. So that's where people don't see the connection and that's where it makes it really difficult. And then, um, those are the people who are, you know, doing the, the crazy preps and they're like, Oh, this prep is so hard. It's two hours of cardio. And this, and I'm like, well, what did you earned that <laughs> versus earning less, you know? So that's another thing when it comes to coaching that either you're that genetically that person, but it also in your beginning stages, it tells us how serious you are too, you know? So absolutely. I also want to point something out as well. Like you know, we're talking about successful um, clients, athletes. But I would also say, like, as a coach, I, here's the thing. I think a lot of times people would think that, like, I define a good client as somebody that's successful. Honestly, I just want the person to give it their all and have fun, honestly. Yeah. I am not 
like as concerned about their actual placings rather than did they have a, a great experience? Yeah. Because I think sometimes, um, you know, you said it yourself, like they all have different goals. Some people are bucket list. Some people want to make it to a pro stage one day. But for me personally, I just want them to have a great experience and have fun and work hard, right? I'm not as obsessed about their placings as they think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love to see hard work. I love to see them improve. I love them to, I just love them like when they're so happy because they did better than they ever thought they could, you know? Yeah. And it's difficult because I think a lot of people would think that because I am who I am. Like I've had success. So they think that, oh, in order for Ashley to um, see me as a good client or athlete, I need to do really good as well, which it's a plus. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, having a good time doing this, that's what matters most and that they're happy and healthy and had a, they can look back on this time and be like, gosh, that was a great time in my life. Yeah. I had so much fun. That was great. I you think, know? I think that's a good, a strong point because yeah. the, here's the reality of everyone's fitness career. This is the reality of my fitness career. Your genetics are only going to take you so far. It could take you all the way to the top if you have those genetics, but it's very rare that someone's going to have that genetic structure that's going to have everything for them, right? Everything going for them. So you're, there is going to be a funnel and you're, I don't know how far through that funnel you're going to get, you know, and that's just the reality of things, you know, um, you know, I'm never going to be able to be as big as, as, as Rami or Nick Walker. That's just no matter what I did, I would never be that big. It is, that's just not my genetic makeup, you know? So, um, and everyone's going to have that limiting factor. And in bikini, that's definitely another one. Your, your hips may never be wide enough. Your shoulders may never have the clavicle width. You may, you know, it might not, they might not like your physique. Your body fat distribution might be a little bit off for the higher levels, right? As you keep going and going and going. So it's important to be realistic with that and also just enjoy the, enjoy the journey and I see it when I am having athletes too. And I'm like, well, um, I have an athlete overseas. I've worked with her for like four years and she's like structurally, she is like, she's okay. Right? She's not uh, amazing. She's okay. She's not bad. Right. And now it's been like four years and she's actually really good now. And I'm like, man, that's so cool. Cause four years ago, I thought she was like a skinny chick. You know, I was like, oh, she's skinny. She's probably gonna get too far. Mm -hmm. um, she's just skinny. You know, her, her bones are skinny, you know, but she's worked so hard and so, so hard for years and never stopped checked in every week years and years right and now i'm like man her bones don't even look skinny anymore like she's put on muscle like like just muscle everywhere like even the forearms like a little bit here and i'm like she looks like a pro bikini competitor now right and it's so rewarding to see that mm -hmm. and i do think now you know it's been so long i think now she actually fits that mold where she could actually go pro and she mm -hmm. could actually it's taken four years right yeah. and at first you know i think she even kind of was like yeah i'm just kind of a I'm more of a ectomorph and you know, I just want to have to do fun and do this. And now she's really going for it. And it's so exciting because she's like super into it now. But um, the, the point of it was, is that at first, you know, she didn't think my structure would do it. My genetics would allow me to be the way I am now. I didn't really see it either. I was like, it just looks like she's just needs a lot of size. Right. And now she sees it and it, her goal switched. It went from being motivated to be the best I can be to now, hey, maybe I can do something with this. And I'm like, it's so cool. It's such a fun ride. Right. Because we both mm -hmm. are going for this ride. And so um, that stuff is really exciting. And I, I love when I see someone who's just like being the best them they can be, you yeah. know, because that's what's important. Because my best me, I could be still wouldn't be, uh, you know, Olympia ready, a pro ready even, you know, so but I will still be my best me and I can walk away from the stage and be like, you know, I gave it my all and I had fun up there and I got this fourth place trophy here and 
That's cool. I'm cool with that. But I had a lot of fun and I showed myself I had the discipline. I showed I can stick to a goal every day. I'm super dedicated. I did something great, you know, right. and it's like, it's a fun thing to share with someone, you know, I don't, even when losing, I never had a bad experience, you know? Remember that one athlete you had, I hope you don't mind me sharing. You had an athlete back when you were, you were training men's physique too, back in the day. And he was very hardworking. He was overseas. And then he didn't like win the title. And he like said, <laughs> he apologized to you. He's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, no, we don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God bless him. He was, Aww. those guys. So yeah, that was a, that's really funny. He'll, he'll know who he is. He's, we're still, we'll chat once in a while. So we won, we won the Mr. Philippines award. Yeah. Uh, you know, the best in the Philippines, uh, two years in a row. And the third year, he like, he, yeah, he did win. And he was, it's different over there culturally, right? And so, but they call you like, you know, it's different than like master, like, you know, like you would like a sensei, you call him sensei master or something like that in, in martial arts. And uh, it was just funny because he was like, he thought he, he legit thought he disappointed me. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you got second place in the Philippines. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? It's such a hard place to compete, you know? And um, it was just, it's just, it's cool. But I was like, man, you looked awesome. I don't care. <laughs> like yeah. I'm stoked. I'm stoked with the placing in that show. That's a tough show, you know, yeah. like top five, but it's just funny. That's how I hope athletes don't think that. Yeah, think that, exactly. You know? That's what I want to get across. Like yeah. as long as you, we can see you worked hard and you gave it your all. Maybe it just wasn't your day. It's less about the placing and more about like your commitment and your hard work and, you know, adherence to the plan. It's, it's, you don't have to apologize. Yeah. We know how it goes. It's all good. It's tough. Yeah. Like the girl, and that's the point of, I didn't probably explain that. Where like the girl with, that I've been with for like four years. It's really, for me, it's about how she could be dedicated for so long and how yeah. she could check in every week for four weeks. Like to, that's a lot for, for four years. I'm sorry. That's a lot of time. I mean, that's 200 check-ins in a row. Like it, at a certain point, it gets a little tiring, you know, to like every week doing it. But um, it's just, it's a cool to see. And, and I don't know, I think she looks like she could go pro now and I think she could actually do okay. You know, uh, I think she'll need another probably year once she's a pro to like really fill out her frame and everything, but maybe I'm wrong again, <laughs> but, um, because she's smaller boned and, um, but it's just cool to see the progression and I really appreciate it. And however she does, you know, however she does, um, when competing, I can walk away from that being like, man, that girl really gave her all. And that's, I'm proud of her for that. That's, so hard. It's so hard to do for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. 16 weeks, you know, I think most people can, can push through it, keep their foot on the gas pedal for 16 weeks, but we're talking years. It's like, man, this is, this is amazing thing to see, you know? Yeah. So, Hey, don't, don't think that your placing has any effect on how we think of you. We just want to see hard work. You know, that's all we want placing or no placing. Yeah. You know? So I find that the, gr- the girls that take it the best, like, and are just even, uh, I guess, even-minded, or how would I put that? Level-headed, yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Level-headed about everything. They are usually the easiest to work with. They understand, like, this is what, maybe I'm not here where I want to be yet, but I'm working towards it. They don't get overly down on themselves if they don't do as well, because that, you know, I understand everyone wants to do well, but sometimes it just doesn't go your way. Yeah. And uh, just like I always say, there has never been an undefeated bikini competitor at the Olympia. So it's if you haven't lost yet, guess what you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> Promise you. So having that level headed like, hey, you know, of course, I would like to win, but maybe that wasn't my day kind of thing. That's the best attitude to have. And as long as everyone's on the same page, then that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because even... Sandy said that yesterday too at the seminar we had. 
she goes, you know, even Angelica plays 16th, her first Olympia, which I didn't know was 16th. I thought she was in like top 10 or 15, but, um, it's, it's crazy to see. Yeah. Even the best in the world, two times she got, she got two times. She was two time Miss Olympia. Her first Olympia got 16th place. It's, it's crazy to see, you know, it's not going to be an easy journey. It's going to take time. You're going to need to make improvements. You're going to make mistakes. Um, and yeah, you just gotta, you gotta learn from that. But as a coach, what we want to see, we don't need the heavy hitter, win every show girl, you know, and we want the hardest workers. I'd, I'd much rather have a third place from someone who worked really, really hard and like gave it their all, like, and, and, you know, started off with maybe not the best structure, like the girl is talking about, than a first place who's just kind of like floats through it and is just genetically gifted. And it's like, you know, for me, that's more rewarding to know Like we, to me, it's more it. about the attitude. I don't care if they can float through and have great genetics. Great. But how do they handle themselves? Like if, when they do lo lose, are they like, like salty about it and mm. have an attitude about it or are they taking it with grace? So it's less about genetics and that it's more about the attitude for me, honestly. You're saying, yeah. Cause you do get coach. You do get athletes like that as coaches where if they lose, um, you're right there. That is a big part of it too. That's a whole nother thing because you'll get athletes that go two ways. They'll be like, yeah, I just need to make improvements. I can't wait to do the next one. How long should I wait till my next show? And mm. I love that response after a show <laughs> because it's, it's not. And then you get the other response where they lose and sometimes you just don't get a response like there's that one too where they just completely disappear you know which sucks you know when that happens um and then you get the other response where they don't see where they're at yet and they'll kind of blame coaching right oh, oh i was or the show or the judges yeah. or anything else it's, they said i was too lean or i said i was too whatever right and i'm like well did they say you're too or that you shouldn't be just a, a little bit softer like that's a there's a difference right of saying oh, you're way too lean, or oh, you should be a little bit, bring it in a little bit fuller, a little bit softer. I'm like, what did they actually say? Because um, I'm not I, I'm not missing at the point where so they're like, oh, he's too lean at this point. Like, I'm, my eye's too good for that at this point. Um, but yeah, maybe they're like, yeah, a little softer, a little fuller. Like, yeah, I can miss there. But the, um, well, so what do they say actually? And then you get the feedback. They're like, oh, they said that I, was, I need to be, I'm like, the girls, even if, even if you did do that though, you still wouldn't have beat the girl who won, right? Yeah. And that's what you're not seeing. And so, and I, we talked about that before with the judges, you know, I, I love that the judges were, will say, you know, you need to work on this because even at your best, you're not there yet muscular enough to beat this girl. And so um, that's something to look at too and just have like stand back from it and just realize, hey, you know what? I'm not there yet. If I keep going, I will be one day, but don't think, oh, if I would have ate, you know, a hundred more carbs, I would have won the whole, I would have won the whole show. You know, <laughs> I would have won the whole show and won my first approach. Like it just doesn't, there's, you just got to be realistic with yourself too. And I think that that's important as a coach mm -hmm. when you see an athlete who's like realistic with themselves, you know? Absolutely. What are some things you don't particularly like to see in a client or I guess things that would hurt their progress? as a client. Well, one of the things I'll First say, off, we're going I'm going to preface this for the both of us. No, we're not referring to any specific client. Cuz sure. sometimes yeah. Do you ever get this like sometimes we'll say something on the podcast and be like, "You were talking about me, weren't you?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, "No, no, we're not talking about anyone in particular." So whatever you're about to say, whatever I'm about to say, no, if you're my client, we're yeah. not I'm not talking about you. This is in general. <laughs> yeah. There's I, I deal with so many clients on a daily basis. It's like there's this like I had a conversation with with Courtney this morning about a client for like 20 minutes. Like it's every day there's a different scenario I'm looking at. So this could be from one, any of the, the, the thousands I've worked with over the years or not even any one of mine, you know. But um, the one thing I will say that does I get I would say irritates me, frustrates me. Um, it's a blessing and a curse that 
you know, our, our podcast is listened to quite a bit, you know, and I love that it is listened to quite a bit. And I love that um, I'm one of the coaches out there that gives advice and people listen to it. And I think that's a real blessing. But it's also a curse because people think they can just message me about what their coach is doing and if it's the right thing that they should be doing, which I technically don't mind, but it really undermines that coach. If they're telling you to do something and then you're like, hey, my coach has me doing this. Is this okay? Because I don't want my clients doing that. And if let's say I say, no, it's not the right thing. Like, where are you at there? What are you going to do? Just not listen to your coach and listen to some guy you listen to on a podcast who doesn't know anything about your body? Like, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense why you hired that coach if you're going to ask me for advice about what he's doing, right? So basically, you're saying for any of your clients, you would hate that they would do the same. Like, oh, I heard, I, I'm, I'm being coached by Adam, but I heard on somebody's podcast that they said yeah. no carbs after seven or something, you know? Like, exactly. Like yeah. just, just fire me, go with someone else. Like that yeah. is go with them, you know? So that's, that's what I would say. And it's, I get it daily, every day, you know, mm-hmm. every day. Um, so it's, to me, it's like, okay, let's say I, let's say I, I do say that your coach is doing something I don't personally do. Doesn't mean it's still not going to work. You know, it doesn't, you know, there's plenty of girls out there eating 800 calories, doing two hours of cardio, which I won't do that, that do well. Doesn't mean it's not going to work. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat, but the problem is, is that you're in this analysis paralysis scenario, and you need to just focus on what the plan is. You know, because there's always going to be a way to say this plan isn't right. You could take my best plan I have, and you could probably say, oh well, technically you could do this different. Like it's just fitness isn't absolute. It's just constantly going to be evolving, and everyone's going to have a different method around it. So there's not technically a wrong way, even though well, I guess there is, but even that's like, it's hard to define. And so I would say, don't put yourself in a position where that happens, where you're getting advice from this trainer at the gym and that coach over there, because then you start second guessing your coach. And then you start second guessing if you did the right thing and then you don't know what to do. And then you're just, you have no plan. You know, you're just getting all this information and you're just kind of stop stuck in this, you know, trying to figure it out loop Mm -hmm. where, you know, you have no, no path, you know? Absolutely. I would say one of my things that I don't enjoy is if a a client will cheat on the diet, but not tell you. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Okay. So listen, I am not your mom. I'm never going to yell at anyone. Okay. (laughs) It's not going to like make or break how I feel about you or anything like that, but it becomes difficult. Like, oh, why did this person go up and wait? And she's at this calories. Well, I guess I got to increase the cardio or lower the calories, but I didn't know that they had a, a 1200 calorie, a fourth of a pizza or something, you know what I mean? So it's, it's difficult to navigate around trying to figure out how many calories are sufficient or how much cardio is sufficient with this unknown element. Whereas I'd really wish someone would just be like, okay, um, I lost it last week. I don't know. I was at a birthday party and I had pizza, blah, blah, Because then it'd be like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And then I would go about it a different way. But it does become difficult to, you know, to do that if it's unknown. And, you know, of course, we don't ideally like the, for that to happen. Like, we don't want people to go off on plans, but we understand it does happen, you know? So the best thing you can do is just be like, hey, let's just learn from this mistake. It's what's done is done. Today's a new day. Let's we'll move forward, okay? And let's just not make a habit of that. But I don't, it's not like I'm sitting there scolding someone yeah. for cheating on their diet. You know, we're adults here. <laughs> we're adults. Uh, I don't need to do that. Uh, you will learn that it's not uh, helping you by doing that. 
Um, but yeah, it just makes it difficult. So I would just appreciate honesty, I guess. That's a, that's a really good one. And it goes pretty far sometimes too. Um, you know, when I was personal training people and coaching at the gym, like, you know, 12 years ago or so, um, the, I would, I would become really good friends with these people at the same time. Like we'd see each other three times a week, you know, three hours a week. And then, you know, so it was like, you'd get to know on mm-hmm. a personal level a little bit more than, than online coaching. And it's funny is that I had this one girl and she became like my really good buddy. We trained for years together. She's like, you know, when, um, when I was doing my, my contest prep, you know, that people like, like lie to you about their weight and measurements. Right. And I was like, what do you know? What are you talking about? She's like, yeah, I would have, I would be in prep in like week, like 13. And then I would be, have a real hard time sticking to my diet, but I didn't want to tell you cause I didn't, cause I didn't see you at the gym. I didn't want you to be bad at me. So I would just like say I was down a pound and like down a quarter of an inch and I just put it in the thing. And I was like, i like, you know, visually I will see that eventually. Right. Not the, maybe not the first week, second week. It's like, yeah, but then I'll just diet really hard like the next week and then just try to make up for it and then give you my real, no- I'm like, what <laughs> like that is such a, a harder way of doing things like yeah. why so she's like but I just wanted to tell you because I felt really bad about it it was like months later I was mm-hmm. I was cracking up about it but if you're going through those extremes just let us know it's it's way yeah. it's not going to be bad but let's go into uh I want to go and give you guys a more uh defined reasoning um of why we want that too okay so what mine wasn't good enough? yours was good no, I'm just yours kidding, was I'm great. kidding. <laughs> so, so here's the here's the deal coaching is very simple in terms of its like its base it's complex in its its execution but it's simple in like understanding how to do it right it's, it's not that technical you know but visually that's where the good coaches right like ashley can put out pros I could put out pros because we visually can see the differences between someone who's ready, someone who's not ready, fullness, like their muscle, their hourglass shape, like their glutes, what's too much, what's too little. That's where the real things are separated. Okay. When it comes to actually just getting someone lean, it's not that hard to do, right? It's, it's a pretty simple process, but putting someone together, that's tricky. That's the hard part. That's where coaching comes in. So what do we need to do that on a weekly basis? Well, coaching is really data collection, right? So think of yourself, take the human element out of it for a second and think of yourself as like a computer software program, right? And what I need is I need A plus B to equal C. And that A plus B equals C is, is your cardio, your calories, your workouts, your supplements equals X result target weekly per week. If you throw one of those variables out and you just don't work out one week or you don't do cardio week or you eat off the plan, I no longer have A plus B plus C equals X, right? I now have A plus B equals X. What was C? I don't know. How do I put a software program together without C for that week? Go try to do that with a computer engineer. Say, I want to give you like a third of the code (laughs) and then just put it together for me, right? You can't do that. So the coaches are putting that together with this data and they're collecting data week over week over week over week. And we're getting this like system of compiled data and we start seeing patterns and how your body responds that's what coaching is. And then you get a good a practitioner with a skilled eye, like an Ashley or someone who can say, okay, now we have all this data. Now you need this. This is what we need to do for this final package. Bada bing, there's a pro, right? So that's what we want, we're doing. So if you're not giving us the right data, like, sorry, but you're probably not going to have the best results. And, and it's going to throw things off quite a bit over the long run. So just tell us if you're heavy, you had a bad week, just tell us, hey, I went off plan. I went a little crazy. I had it was a birthday, whatever. That's fine. Let's just use this week as a baseline check-in. We'll start fresh and then let's go for next week. Absolutely. I love it. You know, and, um, I would also say like, you know, being consistent with your diet is another thing. 
And I don't mean like going off, but like little additives that you add in and, you know, using like coffee creamers and stuff like that, that can definitely throw things off. Maybe not in a day, maybe not in two days, but over time it definitely does. So that's also something to be aware of. And if you are doing it, that's something you should definitely mention to your coach as well is in if same thing, if you miss workouts, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's one of those things is just like all these little things, they definitely add up and we want you to be uh, the best athlete you can be and have the best experience you possibly can. So in order for that to happen, you have to cooperate and you have to let us know these things so that we can work around it or make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, that's a good example. And especially, I like that part that you bring it up because the little things do add up, especially when you're in prep, you know. So um, some of you are not going to be the most metabolically gifted people out there. And it's just the reality things. I was one of them. And I'm still one of them. And, you know, for a guy, you know, my size, I'm eating, you know, sometimes 1,500, 1,600 calories to get to get lean. And that doesn't make any sense because, you know, 190 or so pounds, like it, it shouldn't, that shouldn't make any, it shouldn't do that. Like I, especially with as much cardio as I do. So, but that's just the reality of, of where I'm at, you know, and everyone's going to have their own reality. Um, so when, let's say you're a 100 pound bikini competitor and you're, you know, an 1100 calorie eater because you have a sedentary job and you don't have a ton of muscle right now and that's where you're at, right? Well, if you're doing the things like Ashley said, maybe adding a little bit of this and a little bit of that um, to each meal and then you're adding your sauces to it, right? Little sauces that are 25 calories a meal and you're eating six meals a day. At the end of the day, you're at 200 extra calories, 150 extra calories, which to, to, to me, even at 1500 calories is 10% more calories, right? And they're not useful calories, you know, but to you, we're talking, you know, you might even get into the 20% marker if you're at that, Mm -hmm. at that 200 plus, right? So that really throws things off in terms of the data collection. So I would say be extra careful with those things, especially when you're in prep and just mention them and, and calculate them one day too, which is really helpful. Just tell your coach. And if you're one of our athletes, you can say, Hey, I calculated all my sauces for three days. And with those sauces for three days, I'm eating an extra 100 calories on average per day, right? So we can at least have that data too. So that's helpful Mm -hmm. for your coach, whether you're with us or someone else, um, helpful to have that data too. Absolutely, absolutely. We do have a few questions here. Um, Some of them aren't really related to (laughs) our our episode, but we can ask answered anyway. Caffeine and benefit, right? The positives outweigh the negatives. I'm assuming, what the heck is the negative of caffeine? <laughs> yeah, you'd need a lot to really but, go into a big negative. I guess. I mean, sleep, sleep but just yeah. don't don't drink it past like 10 a.m. I think they say like you know 500 milligrams is like the the typically the safe dosage for like a guy like over 160 pounds and women about 400 that are that are uh, under 140 pounds um, is like the the safe dosages and so. Um, there are, there are a good amount of benefits to the caffeine, you know, in terms of your alertness, happiness, um, <laughs> uh, you know, overall happiness, Ashley's Ashley loves, Ashley loves caffeine. I don't, not really. No, like, well, you've been actually caffeine low lately. You I've, used to really not, be a caffeine. Not really. You got me mixed up with someone else. Remember we used to have monsters at the house. Two? Uh, those things are weak. Yeah. What are those per thing? Like hundred. Oh, really? hundred fifty. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, those I got, are weak. I'm bad on caffeine now. And I had, <laughs> a, I had that rain sponsorship. For a couple years, right, at the other gym. And they, like, sponsored, like, I don't even know who they sponsored. I don't know they sponsored me, the gym. I don't know what they sponsored. They just dropped off. Like, they were, like, they gave me the chair. Anyway, so I love rain, but they, they started with a real problem. They were dropping off 10 cases a month to me. And so I had 120 rains a day. I started drinking them like it was just because it was just something to drink, you know, because it tasted good. And now I have this like caffeine problem. Oh, no, it's all good. <laughs> but, but yeah, they help. So there's the definitely the benefits um, 
would outweigh the the cons. The pros outweigh the cons on that one. I'm sure they um, found some article that says caffeine is bad for you. Oh, just yeah. like they do. Like one day caffeine's good for you. One day it's bad. Just like egg yolks. One day, oh my God, they're the miracle. They're the miracle food. And then next it's like, oh my God, don't, don't eat the yolk. <laughs> I would say, man, there's so much like fear of food these days, depending on what article you read. I'm just like, this is nonsense. Like, yeah. I don't know. Have the caffeine and live life, man. Yeah. yeah. Caffeine it up. Yeah. You, you could go overboard. So just be careful if you're going overboard and don't doing too much of the caffeine, but it's going to help with your overall workout, workout your workout intensity, your focus. Happiness. Um, yeah. Your happiness. There's a, a, a slight benefit metabolically as well. It's why they're in most of the good fat burners and effective fat burners. Um, you know, minimal, but it does do its part. Um, and if the, the, but don't, you know, the, some of the key things, you know, don't have it. It's never worth trading sleep for, you know, sleep is a, is, is a huge part of this. So it's never worth trading sleep for. So it's keeping up. I would trade it there. Just have it in the morning type of thing. So yeah. Good stuff. Go. Yeah. So back to the coaching, I do want to point this out as well. Sometimes you'll have a client that's like overly, um, how do I say it? Maybe a little too adherent to the point where they're nervous or they don't want to ask a, a substitution and they'll be like, I'll eat fish even though I hate it. You know what I mean? But they are afraid to tell you because they don't want to seem like they're complaining, right? So I just wanted to be known. I I always ask you for substitutions. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's no big deal to switch something. I want this pl the plans to be something that's enjoyable long-term and not something that you are dreading. Like, oh, I got to eat this. Like, no, your prep can be delightful. Yeah. My prep's delightful. I have a delightful menu, yeah, a menu that I, I love, and I, I don't. I'm not asking for much more. I'm. I like my menu. Yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, exactly. You you can appreciate the bars and stuff too. And yeah, bar kind of bars. Yeah, and so um, everyone has their thing. You know, you have yours is bars. You know, once the bars go, now it's like now it's serious prep type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you still have bars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not taking away those bars. <laughs> so, like everyone, you know. That's a good point, and you, it is something you should bring up to your coach if they're saying, hey, it's just like tilapia is the only thing. And you have to ask the coach, okay, what's the benefit of tilapia versus the same fat chicken breast? I don't understand what the difference would be, and there really isn't, you know? So there's a lot of things that can exchange. If there's something you want to eat, there's a lot of things you, you can exchange. And again, this is just data collection. So let's say you're eating a food, but you're eating it every day, and the data is a little bit off on that food. Let's say it's 150 calories, but we thought it was 100 well, you're 50 calories off every day. We're still using that. Even though the calories aren't right, we're still using that data and your weekly changes to, to make that adjustment. So even if it's the same thing every week, but it's off, we're still going to be able to use that as a weekly data because you're, even though the calories don't line up and that's where people kind of get messed up too. It's like, just follow the menu plan, <laughs> you know, make your exchanges. If you're off, you're off by the same amount every week. And so the changes we see we're using correctly, like we're doing it correctly. So just make sure that we're getting that data. So if you have, if you're, like Ashley said, it needs um, a good menu plan is one you can stick to. That's a that's absolutely. A, that's yeah. why I've been going so long because I like my foods. Yeah, I you know how long would you last if you could only do you know asparagus and I mean not even fish for you but asparagus and like just asparagus and chicken like how long would it really last? Uh, not too long. Yeah, not I mean too long. it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to do. So there's a lot of things you can do with your menu plan. So do ask your coach if you have something that you hate or you had something that you want you're really really missing and you just your body's just telling you hey. I need to have this. Like maybe there's a way to get that, a way to get that in or something like that in, you know? Yeah. Same thing with training programs. Like if you're ever just like, you know what? I would like to spruce up this training program, try something new. Hey, if it's going to make you stick to it, 
let's go for it. Let's switch it up. You know, some people like to be in their ways and like to do the same thing over and over. Some people like to switch it up a lot. Yeah. So again, if it's something that's going to help you go for it. Yeah. And that's, this is a, and actually another good thing to talk about too, uh, that you just brought up with, with that, with coaching, you know, and a lot of times what we'll run into is clients that are, I guess I'll say a little impatient, you know, you'll, you'll get that. They like want it now. They want it now. Like, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? You, you get those I'm sure sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's great because I love the enthusiasm, but at a certain point, there's like, it's just time. You know, you just have to understand that this is going to be a, a time thing at this point. You're doing everything you can right now, you know, so there's not anything we missed on creating your workout plan for the glutes. You know, it'll be like, oh, what about this area of my glutes? What do I need to do more for that? And I'm like, you're doing three things of that three times a week. Like that's, you know, you're, there's not more at this point, like at more at a certain point, more is less. And when we talk about the workouts, like how um, how much different difference will it make? Like, you know, there, and it, this is kind of a cool, there's this, uh, there is this, uh, study done on workouts and it was really cool because they did, they took the same people, which is like the only time they've ever done this type of study where they took the, the same people and they tested each leg differently on this workout and they gave one person. So like, let's say you were doing the experiment. Um, you would do your right leg, just leg press for the entire six week period. And then your left leg, you would switch it up every single day, a totally different workout every single day, leg extensions or whatever, one leg squat, whatever it is, right? And, but the right leg, you'd only do leg press. And they took a bunch of people and they did a a muscle biopsy to see how much more someone would grow if they switched it up every time and did, you know, muscle confusion, right? There was no difference between the person who did the leg press every day versus who did something different completely every day. Uh, Well, the, the leg, I should say, not the person, the leg or the right leg or the left leg, there was no difference, which is crazy to think about because everyone's like oh I just switch it up all the time like it just shows you it just comes down to time and hard work and your best effort of course the right programming but all these little things that you're like over analyzing all the time it's just going to come down to more often than not as long as your program is set up right is going to come down to time right it's just going to come down to time so you got to be patient absolutely and with the training too I I get that that it's it's basically at the end of the day the same result but I feel like sometimes mentally you just need a little refresher, you know, just like cardio. Sometimes if you do the same cardio equipment over and over, like, Oh, for gosh sakes, get me (laughs) on something new. So I think it's like one of those things more mental than not. Just so a little refresher that's going to, if it's going to keep you interested and excited about it, then just do it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes what I'll do when someone gets really bored is I'll switch it up to, um, a circuit model for like a week or two. And it's, it's something completely different where it's not even anything the same and then switch back to uh, a similar workout, but maybe higher reps the next time. Or if they're really bored, I'll say, Hey, let's take a deload. Let's take five days off the gym. It's been 16 weeks since your last deload. Let's take a week off the gym and they come back in. They'll be super motivated. So whatever is better for you, you know, some people need a whole new thing. Um, in bikini, it's tough because if you do a different workout in bikini, you're still funneled into the same priorities. And so you do get some repeating exercises because there's only so many ways to train glutes and you're pretty much doing most of them already your next workout plan is probably going to have the same so many ways to train glutes mm-hmm. that you're going to do most of them. so it's a t- it's a tougher one on on that um but yeah be vo- just um you know write it in on your check and i'm getting really bored i need to switch this up i'm, I'm going through whatever um because i get it entirely because there's yeah. some days where i'm in the gym where i'm just like going through the motions and yeah. I, I hate leaving the gym going through the motions like when I'm at the gym going through the motions, I can recognize it kind of, but I'm just trying to get through it. And then when I leave the gym is when I'm like, gosh, why am I 
Like, why did I waste that workout? I wasted yeah. that whole hour. Like, it didn't do anything for me, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there because I feel like sometimes uh, maybe a client could think like, oh my gosh, Adam's so hardcore. He's a tyrant. I can't ask for <laughs> anything and I got to follow everything. And I, I'm afraid to say that like I cheated on my diet or something. And it's like, it's not that serious. It's, yeah. it's life. We get it. We try not to let it happen. We just don't want to make a habit of it. We just got to move on, move forward. And you're going to learn from it, though. It's when your prep is harder. It's ultimately you that's going to find out that it's not the way to do things. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to go into the, the caffeine one because he asked a follow-up question on that. He said, um, I don't know. It's, it's uh, I jump instead is the, <laughs> the YouTube name. Um, see, they said, I'm trying to figure out if it will change my overall hydration long term. So what I say to caffeine, like if you're drinking a caffeine drink or you're drinking a coffee drink, it's going to be impossible to see how that caffeine will affect you specifically. Everyone's going to do different with, with foods and caffeine and whatnot and on how much it will affect their hydration. So caffeine is a, a natural diuretic, so you will lose some water with that. So what I generally say is any of your caffeinated drinks, you don't count towards your total water intake. Mm -hmm. So if this is whatever, this is 16 ounces of um, fluid, it doesn't count towards my total water intake. And generally, I'm trying to hit one ounce per pound of body weight per day. So Ashley does a, goes overboard on that. She is like three ounces per pound. <laughs> she loves her water. So, um, but that's going to be part of, part of making awesome progress um, is making sure you are getting your water and your hydration. And it's great for, great for so many things if you're properly hydrated. And I would say there was a study done that, that uh, on hydration, on people who are dehydrated, approximately 72% of people were dehydrated at some, to some, some degree, even though it's not like, you don't, well, by the, at the point where you feel dehydrated, you're like crazy dehydrated, but a lot of people just live dehydrated. Isn't that nuts? Thank I did, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, you don't see my water at night. I do drink, I drink 120 a day, 120 a day, but it's, it is, it is not what I say to do, which is 180 a day. Plus I do drink two of these, which don't count. You're all crusty a, over there. Adam crusty. I cough and like, like uh, dirt, dirt, <laughs> <laughs> dust comes out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, de definitely try to get that one ounce per pound. Don't count your, um, your caffeinated drinks as fluid. I would say that's kind of a good rule of thumb. Heck yeah. Well, I think with that being said, that might just wrap up our episode, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, there's a couple other questions here. I will look back at these and I will answer some of these on Instagram. Um, and I'll, I'll keep those in like stories or something. So anyway, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Do you guys like the live? We're going to keep doing this live thing so we can answer these questions here and there. Um, I'm going to be doing some live bikini reviews too to answer some questions coming up. So yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We always appreciate it and we will talk to you later.